Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
Ramon Ray started five small companies, sold three of them, author of several books. And uh, Scott Simons, why don't you reintroduce who you are, what you do? And then I know we have four things that I'd love to try to uh, walk through with you today, Scott, to get your insight to the BWC stage. And then as always, Scott, I know it's probably your favorite thing to do, mine as well, is we can just shut up, me and you, and we'll open the floor to the BWC audience to get help in their lives or their businesses from Scott Simons, uh, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, future author, and more. So Scott Simons, one more time, especially for those who are new, tell us briefly a bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into our discussion today on what I call Scott, the Ask Scott Simon Show. <laughs> Thank you, Ramon. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I've, uh, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm proud to be here at Breakfast with Champions. Uh, I've been involved with this room since it basically started. Uh, I'm, Glenn Lundy and I have been friends uh, through the automotive industry. I saw a video of Glenn years ago. And uh, said, man, how is that guy, you know, first of all, I did research on him like we all should, should do. And how is he so successful? How is he selling a thousand cars a month? I think sometimes in life we could all think uh, small and say, hey, you know, in our market or, or we're doing fairly well in our market. And when I see someone else that's achieving uh, numbers and success and just has good energy, I immediately start to just consume what they're doing. I start to analyze his operations. I go and check out his website. I go and check out his social media. Uh, from there, I asked him to come speak at a group, a 20 group, a Honda 20 group. He never spoke at a Honda 20 group before. Didn't even know what a 20 group was. Came in and uh, and said, hey, you know, I'm, I, what do you want me to talk about? I said, talk about how you went from 150 cars to 1,000 cars. That's what we all want to know. You're fairly close to the area. He said, hey, you know what? I'll do it. He said yes and didn't know me from anywhere. Since then, Glenn has asked me to help out in various things from Rise and Grind. I've been there since the first day when he was in the closet. He asked me to help him with Breakfast with Champions, this vision of giving everybody a seat at the table. I said, Glenn, whatever you need from me. I don't know what value I can provide, brother, but you asked me to be there and I'll be there. So, you know, I've been here since basically the beginning with Glenn and a team of us and, uh, you know, the people that have kept it going, the, the Dora Maria's and the Mary Lynn's and the Christina's and all these superhumans that show up and give so much time and effort. It takes a lot of work to run this. I tell you, like even this morning, I got up and I'm at the gym and come out of the racquetball court and I see there's pivoting going on and filling in for going on. But that's just the heart and soul of Breakfast with Champions and, and Glenn's vision. Um, I work with Carter Myers Automotive Group. I'm a managing partner in five of their now 23 stores. Our stores, the stores I oversee are located in Stanton, Virginia. I have one of the best teams in the automotive industry. I have some of the best leaders in the automotive industry. Um, from the auto industry, uh, I have invested in multiple companies across many different industries. I've learned a lot. I've had some pretty big wins and I've had some I've had some losses. Uh, I've learned a lot and I've learned more from the losses than I have from the wins. Um, at one point, I let my health go. At one point, I didn't. I was so, so consumed with becoming a car dealer. I lost who I was to the point where I shaved in the dark. I didn't even want to look at the man in the mirror, which uh, I do agree with what Monica said, I'm, I'm, uh, that if you have if you're having issues, start with you first. You know, if you've lost your circle and sometimes you've got to level up and you and, and you need to shed some friends, some of the negative in your life. But first, take a really good look in the mirror at the man and the woman in the mirror and make sure that you're doing everything you possibly can in order to be the best version of your of yourself. And so, um, you know, I, I, I lost myself, bloomed up to 265 pounds, wouldn't even look in the mirror, 
was, was just was not a good husband, not a good dad, not a good friend and hit rock bottom. And I said, you know what? Um, there's only one way to go up. This is not the person my mom and dad raised me to be. And uh, from there, I, I took ownership of everything, starting with me and my career. My life really took off. Uh, from there, um, I've been a, been a member of the Arte Syndicate, the Apex Executive. I'm also in Lions, Not Sheep, and a lot of different entrepreneur groups. Uh, Ed Milet has has really made a big impact in my life. Grant Cardone, Janelle Delgado, um, and all these people I have in my phone are, are friends of mine, um, and it's an honor to run with them. Uh, yeah, so, so Ramon, I, I, day to day, I operate five car dealerships with an amazing team. In my spare time, I spend time with my family, and then I work on other businesses and other opportunities. Um, I am high strung. I am type A personality. I, I have ants in my pants. I do not sit still at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to work on being the best version of me, you know, often setting, uh, having setbacks. There's days I don't want to do what I, what I, what I need to do uh, in order to lead others. And my, you know, one thing is they, they should never know that my problems and things that I have going on outside of, of, uh, work and outside of life are, are issues that I need to handle. And, uh, I need to show up every single day, lead by example, uh, in all aspects of life. I need to be positive and I need to push them to be the best versions of them possible. I do mentor my team. I do have people that are relocating all over the country to come work for Carter Myers Automotive Group, specifically the Valley dealerships. And um, and I just um, I just love the life that I have created and I have envisioned. And I love being here on Breakfast with Champions. If you please do me a favor and share this out. I'm here to serve. Ramon and I aren't here to sell you anything. Obviously, if you'd like to come buy a car for me, we do ship all over the country. I would be honored to, <laughs> to assist you in any way. But um, no, I'm here to serve. We're here to give back. We're here to answer questions. Uh, trust me, I have got some lumps on this head uh, that I, I hope to save you a lump or two on yours. But Ramon, thank you for that, brother. Oh, Scott, you're welcome. Scott has cars in his bloody. I'm not here to sell you anything. But, but if you want to get a TRX on the vehicle, I surely can help you, Scott. You're too much. Listen, let's dive into this. And everybody, I do invite you at about the 30 minute up to the hour or 45 or so into the hour, meaning 15 minutes to nine EST. We definitely cover your questions for your business. But Scott, four things I want to touch on too are about your business and about the car dealership business. And I I think what's important, Scott, about the diversity of thought on this entire platform is we have people into real estate, which I know you're in investment, health, food, mindset, and more, and we learn from each other. So, Scott, uh, you publicly posted, you know, that, that Carter Myers Automotive, I believe, is in partnership or onboarding a new dealership, but you say it all right for me, you know, uh, Billy Kraft. Uh, what's that like? What did that mean? Give us some insight into how CMA grows, and then more importantly, Scott Simons, what can we learn from that? So as I'm guessing, Billy Kraft has their own dealership. Carter Myers has this 20 plus dealerships. They want to join you. I could be all wrong on what I'm assuming. They want to join you. Now there's a bit of training and connection and connectivity that I'm sure that has to go on. You led that. Uh, let's talk about that a bit, Scott. And then what can we learn from, from what you're doing? Uh, I guess that's how CMA is growing. Talk to us about this uh, new uh, partnership, Billy Kraft. What's that all about, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll explain what the franchise model is it, uh, for car dealerships. So if Ramon and I wanted to go start a Honda dealership in Stanton, Virginia, we cannot just go start a Honda franchise there. 
So Honda, we either have to buy the existing franchise, and this is true with all the franchises. So if we wanted to acquire a Ford store, we wanted to uh, purchase. When a franchise has a responsibility for an area, the only way to put a, or to, to put a franchise in that area is, there's a couple ways, but the, 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 the typical way is, is to go and purchase or acquire uh, the dealership that's in that area. So um, the another way is, is if Honda or just any manufacturer deems that the dealer is not performing in that area, they could put another dealership in the area. Let me give you an example. So in Richmond, Virginia, there's three Honda stores. We happen to have one of the Honda stores. They, are, they have determined based on demand that there's, there's a need for a fourth Honda store. So that fourth Honda store went into a population and area of Richmond that is growing. Dealers can apply for an open point. It's called an open point. To give you an example, this in Richmond, Virginia, the western part of Richmond, uh, there was an open point. Us and 50 other dealers applied for that point. Now, what the, the manufacturers look at is they look at your CSI your customer satisfaction scores. They look at your, how have you sold or performed in the market that you're in? They look at how long have you been around? They look at the reputation of the dealer. They look at your Google reviews. They look at everything. Then they look at how have you performed financially? And then what capital do you have? So when the 50 dealerships in the Western part of Richmond applied for that point, we got down to the final three, which is very difficult to do. It ended up going to a minority point and so we did not get that point. However, because we have a great reputation, Liza Carter and been around for a hundred years, we were awarded a point in Maryland. So what we have to do in Maryland is we have to build a new facility, probably will be a $5 million facility, but we didn't have to pay for the franchise. So let me go back to Billy Craft. Let me explain how we've had growth at Carter Myers Automotive Group. And if y'all please share this out, there's going to be a lot of value for this because it could be used across any industry. So, you know, we, we have a good um, relationship with the local, with the dealers. We have a good relationship with the manufacturers. We have a good relationships with the bank. So we get leads from all sorts of areas. When we go to the manufacturer meetings, we try to win every award possible. We try to have the high CSA possible. And just like me, advice I'll give y'all is I have conversations Hey, you know, if if you ever decide to sell, please keep us in mind. Now, I I mentioned that to the person that that has Billy Craft. Uh, I've known the manager there for over twenty years. Liza and Carter have known Mister Craft. They've been in business for fifty years. Mister Craft, uh, Billy Craft passed away, uh, you know, quite a few years ago. So Kendall Craft was was also on the DMV board with Liza. So they both were friends. So when he decided to sell because of our relationship and because of our friendships and because of our reputation of taking care of our employees, we're ESOP, the, the dealership group, a Honda, a Hyundai, a Chrysler Dodge Jeep brand was offered to Carter Myers Automotive Group. From there, we do an analysis of their operations. We negotiate on the purchase of the, of the dealerships. And then we acquire the dealerships. Now, 
we buy the building. We don't buy, we, we start a new uh, corporation. We don't buy the existing corporation and no one should ever do that. You just start a new one. We purchase the land, we purchase the franchise, and then we look at the inventories and determine whether we want to purchase the inventories or not. The dealerships sell for multiples, multiples of EBITDA. That's, that's net profit. Dealerships are selling for six to eight to 10 times net profit on average. So if a dealership made $1 million and we paid six times multiple, we would have to pay $6 million for that franchise, one franchise, just for the franchise and the and just for the franchise. That doesn't include the land and everything else or the inventories. You can't go finance that $6 million. You have to pay that $6 million. So you have to have capital in order to acquire it. Um, I went down, of course, CMA's team is there. They have uh, a ton of support there in this transition. As you can imagine, some of the employees have been there for years. My friend that uh, I've known for 20 years, Kevin Hamlet's been there for 41 years, 41 years, 42, I think. He started when he was 20. So obviously, you know, everybody at Billy Craft Auto Group was offered a position. We don't go in and clean house. There are some companies that go in and clean house, and that's their that's their right to do that. That's their they can do whatever they want to do. They now own the business. Our strategy is and always has been go in and work with the team that is there, put in processes, put in training, put in all of our resources, our vast resources that we've accumulated over a hundred years. When I went down the other day, I simply went down just to lend a hand, just to tell people, hey, I've been through this process multiple times. Things are going to go wrong today. I was there the first day we took over, and I was there just to assure them it's going to be okay and lend a hand in any way possible, and then to help the team at CMA. And a lot of people know me uh, through, you know, selling Hondas for 20 years, and I was truly there just to say, hey, things are going to go wrong today. And they did. And I said, it's okay. Tomorrow will get better. The next day will get better. The next day will get better. And we sent some personnel down there to help from the ballet operations because that's just the spirit of what we do. But they have a lot of great people there. Ramon, they've got a fantastic reputation in the community. And there's a ton of opportunity for growth. So it's a great acquisition. Uh, we welcome them to our family. They'll take us up to over 1,200 employees, and they'll take us to 23 franchises. When we open up the point in Maryland, they'll take us to 24 franchises and probably will take us up to about 1,300-plus uh, employees. Uh, but if anybody wow. has any specific questions about that, when we get to the q and I know we have some automotive people in here. I would be glad to you know answer any questions they may have. But you look at the performance of the dealership. Now, let me give you an example, Ramon. Say this dealership performed at a top level, top level. And we looked at their operations and we felt like we could not go and improve their operations. And say they performed, they're just a top performer. And we paid six to eight to 10 times EBITDA, net profit. Not unless we can go and improve those operations, that's not a good investment for us. Because we're paying top dollar for operation that is 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 operating at at the top level. So when you look at multiples, you look for opportunities where there's opportunities for growth. That's truly what you what you look for. So there are fantastic people in the in the Lynchburg, Virginia area where Liberty University is is located and we're extremely excited to be there. 
Right now, I'm there as a support role. So the Valley operations were about an hour and 15 minutes away. We're there to support them in any way possible. And if Liza needs my or my team's help in that in those operations, we'll be there. All she's got to do is give us a call or text and we'll be there within an hour and 15 minutes. That's like the bat phone. Scott, we need you. Do, 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 do. Listen, Scott, a few things from that I heard just to recap that. Man, and thank you. A, I think it's easier to buy a company, Scott, once you get got to know them. These are not strangers to you. So you could have passed by and Dunkin' Donuts, had coffee with them on the highway, et cetera. So get to know people. I think two, how you're fair. I think three, you explained. Things are probably not going to go perfect as we start this journey, but we are here for you. You reassured, Scott. I think number four, uh, you didn't clean house, you said. Some people may do that as a strategy. That's their prerogative, but it sounds like you're saying CMA's preferred method is not to say all of you are fired, but to use them. And I think five, Scott, I would like to get a bit more on this, but I do. We had so much that we want to get into, but I do want to understand this aspect of adding value, Scott. We hear this on Shark Tank quite a bit. Mark Cuban, the wealthiest of people, will tell a business owner either, you know, unless it's Mr wonderful who eviscerates them <laughs> or unless you buy them scott oftentimes you hear them say you're doing so well everything's great and furthermore i really don't have any way to add value to you we hear that a few times you're a five million dollar ten million dollar business keep going i i can't really add anything to it so why am i going to invest in you because i can't add so i just wanted to recap that scott those are some things i heard anything else you wanted to add on that before we go on but this has been i think a great lesson and i think scott also it shows i'm learning that even us very small companies we can acquire other businesses there are different ways to do it different strategies to consider as you know scott i sold the in which you i think went through scott correct me wrong it's called an asset purchase agreement when i sold smart hustle no they didn't buy the corporate entity smart hustle they already have an entity or formed a new one they bought my assets to keep it as clean as possible so i threw a lot at you scott but anything of that that you want to respond to scott before we move on with the ask scott simon show on breakfast with champions join the club the chat's live scott people are chatting people are sharing so we're glad you're all enjoying this segment scott anything you wanted to uh give feedback to based on what i just said no, it's it's um, no, you you recapped it beautifully and you can articulate so well. Um, no, it, it you you you're exactly right. It, you know, people when you go in, um, you know, these people have been in that community for a very long time and have a wonderful reputation and change is hard. Change is difficult. It's much easier to stay the same. And I simply went down and put myself in their shoes. And as soon as I met them, I said, hey. Everything's going to be okay, and you're going to have all the support in the world. And if you need us, we're here for you. And I truly believe the right thing to do is offer everybody the opportunity. Now, some people have already left. They said, look, I'm not going through this change. I've, you know, I'm setting my ways, and we're just going to go and pursue other opportunities. And, and that's okay. You know, that's, that, that's totally fine. And, and, you know, we're going to be adding to the team, I'm sure, and we're going to be there to help in any way. But I just feel like it's the right thing to do. And I think that's part of the reason why so many businesses have sold to Carter Myers Automotive Group. I mean, when I started with CMA, I think I was store number six 11 years ago. Now we're at store number 23 and with 24 coming. And the part of the reason why we've been blessed with these opportunities is because of our company culture. And because we share net profits, our employees, we take 10% of our net profits and share it with our employees. You don't have to actually give them ownership. We do. If you own a business, a good performance matrix is, hey, 
we're going to pay you on the net. We're going to give you a, a percentage of the net profit. That way, everybody is looking out for the best interest of not only our, our, our customers, our clients, what problems we solve for them. We move lives forward. We are a transportation company. We are a company that helps people from get A to B and make sure we service their vehicles. Um, and, and all of that is 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 what we do, you know, on a daily basis. But um, no, it, it was it was exciting to go down. Um, I've been through those before, uh, you know, with the acquisitions I've been personally involved in. I know it's, you know, change is, is scary. So I was there literally just to, just to pump them up and say, hey, I'm here for you. And my phone rings multiple times a day, multiple times a day with questions. I answer it and I'm there to assist and serve in any way possible. And so is our team. And I have such an awesome team, Ramon. That's why I'm able to do the things that I do. I mean, my leaders are some of the best leaders around. My, my, the company culture here from the top down, you know, just goes from the, the GMs, the leaders, all the way down to the reconditioning technicians. And uh, that enables me to take off over to Lynchburg and help. That, that would enable me, if I needed, they needed me, I could jump in my car and go because my team is so well run in what they do. It's just a real honor to, to lead the people that I do. I love it, Scott. You and I could talk for like three hours, Scott. I just want to add to that thing about team, Scott. I think for many business owners, when you don't have any team or you don't have a good team, that's where friction and stress happen. Does that mean that Scott Simon doesn't have some seasons where he's head down like for three days, Ramon, I got to stay in the office? Of course not. But I think overall, you look month to month to month, having a good team means all of us, right, Scott, can live the life we want. And I think that's a circle because even the most junior, I'll put it that way, person in your company, he or she, I bet, has more free time because Scott Simon's mentoring them, which I don't want to get all into that today, but it's just... You're right, Scott. Once you have a team and a darn good team, we're not on this earth, Scott, to work. We're working so that we can provide for our families, so that we can have fun. Me and my wife, Scott, we're in New Orleans. No shame in that. I relaxed for a full day eating some southern food and 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 coffee and biscuits with too much sugar on top. Zero shame, unapologetically. That's the life we should live, Scott. Amen. Hey, absolutely. And, and, you know, what I, what I tell people, Ramon is, is live, live life to the fullest. You know, when you're, when you're not at your uh, job or occupation and you're taking a trip, live life to the fullest. When you're here, give it all you got. If, if you want to work less hours and you work for somebody, then be more efficient with the time that you have. There's a lot of people. I mean, I think the NADA averages, the average person that works in the auto industry works like 20% of the time that they're there. So imagine if people would be more efficient with the time that they have at what they do, if they would work on efficiency and then build a team and a good culture. You know, uh, we say this all the time, next, next man, next woman up here, you know, uh, we'd love to promote from within. And if our leaders take time off and if they don't sell anything while they're not there and we're not productive, the mark of a great leader is, is not what's accomplished when they're there. A really good leader has a team that produces when they're not there. And some even produce a little bit more when they're not there because they're not overseeing, they're not micromanaging. So for if you want time off, you've got to build a team. You've got to have a number two person that's in charge. And luckily I've got a, a bunch of great number, you know, number twos and, and I call them my number one. So yeah, that is, uh, I'm really blessed with that. But I, you've got to build a team. You've got to pour into the person. Like I have a gentleman named Chad Arnold that's worked with me for 15 years. He's not on Clubhouse. Uh, he and I've worked together about 15 years. He runs the show when I'm not here. 
and I put more and more and more and more and more and more on him. I keep putting him in more and more and more uncomfortable situations. You know, I've got the Ben St. Hours. I've got the Ben Rex Roads, Charles Camps. My assistant, Laura Campbell, helps out a whole lot when I'm not here. And they're empowered to make decisions. They can make any decision they need to make. We'll go back and discuss it afterwards. I understand what they're going through. And sometimes you just got to make a decision, big decisions. And I want them to make those decisions. Now, we'll go back and recap it afterwards, and, and they're going to make mistakes, and it's okay. Uh, that's what I want them to do. I want them to make the decisions and take ownership of it. But, no, it's really important. We, you and I can talk about this all day, bro. Absolutely. And we can, let's, we can stay on this topic. Again, we will have Q&A. Don't worry, everybody. Get your questions ready for Scott Simons, the voice you're hearing. My name is Ramon Ray, uh, and we will take your questions to help you grow your business. In fact, we may pause in one minute. Sometimes, uh, Scott, it's good to have a few pauses and have people jump in. But one more thing I just wanted to say, Scott, even at the very, very tiny business, Scott, some people hire contractors, and they wonder why the contractors are not performing. Because that, you're seeing them as contractors. Just someone who's editing your video, whatever. No, empower people. But I do want to get into this question. Let's do that, Scott. We'll keep going on. Um, you had someone, uh, the, the name I'll leave out of this audio, but you had someone who flew all the way from California, Scott, to buy a TRX from you. Tell us not the details so much about why he did that, which is important if you want to share it, but this principle, Scott, it's a recurring theme. Those of us who are on here know that, but there could be new people and new gems we can learn. Why is somebody flying across the country to buy a TRX from you when arguably they could have possibly got it from somebody else closer to them? Arguably, they could have got it from somebody else. Talk about this aspect of networking, uh, kindness, and I think I'll just, yeah, it's just networking, Scott. You do it so well. Uh, as I've gotten closer and seen how you roll in, in your circles, you're a master networker. Just shaking a hand, a friendly smile, and the money flows. Hit us up with that, Scott. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I absolutely would be glad. I, man, I'm looking down in the, I see, I see Coach Isaac here, one of the best coaches in the country at LSU and OG and I see him down there. I got to get him up here. You're talking about a really good coach. Hey, Coach Isaac, how you doing today? Um, go, well, go, uh, go, go, Tigers, brother. Go Tigers. Good to see you, man. Go Tigers. Good see, yeah, go Tigers. Yeah, so I can answer that question for you, Ramon. So um, I, I'm in these groups, um, and I just tell people, hey, if there's anything I can help you um, automotive-wise, let me know. Let me know. So how did I ship? How did I specifically get the guy to come from California um, to fly in in 24 hours? He ordered his truck from us four months ago. And there's a gentleman that um, I've sold vehicles to that I met through Todd Abrams. So just follow me for a second. Todd Abrams was our guest last week. He is the founder of Icon Meals. I met him through Ryan Stuman. Ryan Stuman is the founder of Apex, which you went to Apex Live with me. So Ryan Stuman introduces me to these people and then I serve one of those people. Hey, if there's anything I can ever do for you, maybe they don't even buy a car from me. Maybe I help them purchase a car somewhere else, but I just want them to know anything automotive I can assist you with, reach out to me. So I chase hero was introduced to me and needed a truck, a TRX within like a couple of days. I had a truck sitting in his driveway so he could go film a hunt within like, I don't know, two and a half days, which is unheard of. I got a little lucky. I worked really hard and got his truck to him. So because I served him and went above and beyond, he tagged me in a post, one tag and one post. And he said, hey, I got my two arcs from Scott Simons. It, you know, y'all need to hit him up. 
from that one post, I sold 10 tag, I sold 10 TRX pickup trucks. One of the TRX pickup trucks was the gentleman that came and took delivery from it yesterday. So because I served Brian Stuman, helped him, and I'm in Apex, he introduced me to Todd Abrams. Todd Abrams, which is the founder of Icon Meals and has done business with me, and I do business with him too, referred me to Chase Hero. Chase Hero, because I went above and beyond, did a Facebook post. And from that Facebook post, I sold 10 TRX pickup trucks. For people that don't know what a TRX is, it is a 700 horsepower, 6.2-liter 6, 6 supercharged pickup truck. I now have personally sold about 70 of those myself. I'm actually building a big influencer one right now that has over 100 million followers, all from these connections online, the Chase Heroes, the Todd Abrams, the Danielle Delgados. So when you serve people, they will then pay you back by saying, hey, this guy, Scott, is a good guy. If you need a TRX or anything, go see him. So that one tag that Chase Hero did, and Chase Hero has made a bunch of money in uh, Bitcoin uh, and, and uh, online advertising, digital advertising, excuse me. And that was all through the power of networking. Um, it's all serving other people and seeing what you can do for them. And then what they do is they tell other people. I see my buddy Ben St. Hours down there, too. I, was, I haven't been watching down below. I apologize. I'm calling some of the people up here so we can have a good question and answer. I hope somebody. Come on up. Bring him up, Scott. Somebody, bring it. We're going to have a Scott slumber party, man. Come yeah, on. <laughs> I hope some people stick me with some hard questions, too. I see a lot of car people in here. I see a lot of really smart people in here. So I hope you all ask some really good questions. But, Ramon, it's, it's the power of social media, brother. It is the power of social media. So guess what? I posted the gentleman coming from, from California. I could have not posted that yesterday. I could have not wore my good-looking cotton candy outfit that Glenn Lundy likes. So I wore a good-looking outfit, which, yeah, that's right. Guys do put out outfits. And I took a picture with him, and I make sure and posted, hey, he came from California, 2,600 miles away, passing 1,000, 1,500 uh, Ram dealers. He could have bought that Ram less expensive, closer. And when I met him in person, he said, you know what? I, I, I want to grab a picture with you. Part of that purchase was the transfer of trust, and he literally wanted to take a picture with me, which I am humbled beyond belief. Remember, this was a guy that shaved in the dark, that didn't even want to look at his own face. That's the power of when you change your mind and start serving others instead of only caring about yourself is when the massive growth come so that's a story behind the trx that's he drove it back three days he's driving it back and he's giving me messages throughout it and he is smiling as happy as he can be i love that scott tony with the keys just joined as well let me look at the chat and i think what we'll do right now scott let's open it up for some questions and answers and see what people i you and i can talk all day scott literally we can about all these things but i invite anybody on mic Say your name clearly. Just say your first name. Let's get into a specific question you have for Scott Simons, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, leader, and so much more. Uh, Scott Simons, and again, click his link there to follow him across a variety of platforms. He's a frequent Facebook uh, poster, Instagram poster, um, and more. So definitely, unmike, say your name. And if not, I have several more questions for Scott, but I want to give it to the BWC audience, Scott. And again, if you're a friend of Scott Simons, feel free to come up and say hi to him real quick, too. But okay, let me stop. Who wants to unmike? Say your name. Feel free to interrupt me. Unmike, say your name. Unmike, say your name. Let's go. Who has the first question for Scott Simons? 
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So Scott, Amanda I'm gonna Sander go my... here. Amanda, what's up, Amanda? What is your question for Scott Simons? The mic is yours. Go. Hi. Uh, so uh, I love the detail and uh, kind of step-by-step -step you gave us on uh, when you're dealing with a franchise, uh, you know, be it, say, a Honda dealership or something. Uh, when you get into the used car um, realm where it's just the small family-owned used a lot maybe buy here pay here just this local spot in town uh what are the biggest differences between the franchise deals you were speaking of and a little used lot like that Amanda, first of all that's a great question and thank you so much um yeah the, the difference is is anybody can go open up a used car operation anywhere you don't there's no franchise laws i mean if i wanted to open up anywhere in the country i go and i apply i have to take a test I have to do a background, a criminal history. Obviously, if there's anything in there from you know uh, that would prevent me from getting that license. But I can set up anywhere. The the new car franchise sells new cars from that manufacturer. Uh, obviously, offers used cars, has service and parts. There are some really big used car, very good and really big used car operations that are out there. But that just means that they just do not sell um, new cars. Buy here, pay here means that. Um, you're typically buying a car and you are paying the, making the payments to the, the dealer. Um, that typically means that you have um, a lower, typically a, a more lower credit score and you're making payments to uh, the, that the dealer himself uh, or, or herself. I strongly suggest everybody know what your credit score is. When you have very good credit, you dictate the terms of the transaction, no matter what the transaction is. When you don't have good credit, your terms are dictated to you. So everybody should know what their credit score is. They should monitor their credit score. They should look at their bank accounts, like Grant Cardone says, every single day. I want to look at what I've got coming in, what I've got going out, and I want to make sure that I don't have recurring charges on there that, I, that, uh, I, that I've totally forgot about. But Amanda, that's a great question. Ramon, do we have any questions in the chat or any? I brought some more people up. Uh, so who else has a question? Go ahead. Just Joe Diggs. Yeah, definitely. Joe Diggs is saying hello. Dustin's saying hello. But yeah, unmike, say your name again. We, me and Scott have a few more questions we can get into. So this is not about us. We can definitely carry the room. You're not doing us a favor. This is for you. So we'll give two more seconds of a, of a uh, uncomfortable pause here. But who wants to unmike, say your name, and ask a question uh, to Scott Simon? And if not, it's no problem. This time is for you. Good morning, Scott. Melvin here. You hear me? Hey, Melvin. Mike sure. Hey, Melvin. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. So um, I'm part of a group that we're also going through a buy sale this week. And I, I feel your pain as going through getting a new corporation and getting new license and plates and the whole thing. But once the dust clears and you've incorporated your, you got, everything in place with the licensing. What's your next step? Okay, that's a very good question. You know, what I'm gonna do, Melvin, um, and what CMA is doing is they're putting in processes. They're putting in processes. They're analyzing um, the, the people. You know, we, we do personality tests. We do, um, uh, we check intelligence. We, we obviously take applications, just like they were applying for a position with us, although everybody's offered a position. Then we analyze the operations. We take a look at the financial statements and their performance. And then we look for opportunity. The lowest hanging fruit, 
such as if your finance PVR is low, if your volume is low, if your customer pay hours per RO is low. We look for opportunities and address the biggest opportunities first. We put in processes. We put in, uh, we train a lot of training. I mean, this whole week is nothing but training. We have, I mean, I don't know how many people from CMA was there, probably 25. And then every vendor we use, Venn Solutions, CDK, which is who we're with, V Auto, Max Digital, they're all there. We have representatives everywhere. Then we have actual people from other dealerships and corporate, they're training. So first and foremost, we make sure our systems operate properly. Don't assume anything, inspect what you expect. Then we train. Then after we train, then we look for the opportunities of where we can grow and, and where we can um, maximize and, and improve operations. Uh, and then we look at, hey, do we need to add people? Uh, we, we look for people that are um, going above and beyond. Um, and then we also put ads out. You know, um, I've got a couple people on here right now. Rob, uh, that works with me, runs our service department here at CDJR. He relocated from uh, Pennsylvania. I uh, know Pennsylvania, Ohio, I always get it confused. And then there's another one on here, Joe Diggs, that is uh, in the crowd. He's he's relocating from Virginia Beach. He's leaving Priority Group uh, to come work for us. Um, so then we just start building the culture. We start building the team. I got another guy here, uh, Ben St. Hours. He's a good-looking guy with his shirt off. He runs our Honda store here. Uh, he just won top 40, under 40 in the automotive industry, which is an award that I was honored to receive and Liza was honored to receive. Then we just pour into train and train, Melvin. We train, train, train. We have Glenn Lundy that works with our teams, Danielle Delgado, Jonathan Dawson. Um, so we're real big on training. But Melvin, y'all y'all run a good operation, bro. I got a lot of respect for you. You and I are car, you know, car friends and uh anything you need going through this transition, brother, you know you can reach out to me and I'll help you any way that I can. Um, but uh it's you know, people, it's 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 training processes, uh, and then look look for opportunity. Scott, congratulations, and uh, thank you so much. Absolutely, brother. Call me anytime, man. I got you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, who's next? We got 20 more minutes to go, and I don't want to ask my two final questions to Scott because I want you, the BWC community, to jump in. And by the way, good morning, David Hill, Master Sales Trainer. Good to see Megan DiMartino. Tina's here. Again, Christina Howard, Dora Maria, TM, and the whole crew is here. Good to see our friends here. And as you said already, Scott, Coach Isaac, good to see you, brother. All right, who's next? I think maybe somebody, maybe that was David, I'm not sure, but unmike, say your name and jump right in to ask Scott Simons a question. Let's go. Scott Simons, good morning, sir. Always. Uh, hey, David. Good morning, brother. I always appreciate listening to you, man. Um, you got a lot of good stuff going on. I'm going to throw an interesting question out there for you. What is Scott Simon's biggest challenge right now? Damn, David. I, I asked for a difficult question, but I didn't ask for it. Man, that was, that's a good question. But, David, you know, you're, you're one of the OGs here uh, with, with us. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I've watched your growth firsthand, my man. And uh, your story of the adversity you battled through, I just I tip, I tip my, my mic to you. Um, I admire and respect you a ton, my friend. And that's, that's a really good question. You know, um, I don't really sit and think a lot. Um, I find that if I think, if people come and say, hey, Scott, how do you do all this? I, I don't think a lot. I don't give myself a whole lot of downtime because I think sometimes in downtime, um, you start to question 
you start to question what you're doing. You may feel uh, overwhelmed. Um, I try to to go to bed early. I try to you know get up early in order to in order to to fight that. In order to uh, make sure that I'm extremely focused. Um, my biggest challenge right now. Um, I've got a couple businesses that aren't performing that I invested in, um, and it and it, it's bothering me because I'm not I'm not used to uh, to to losing. To be honest with you, uh, I'm not a sore loser. I'm just not used to losing, and being an investor and being you know states away, um, it's frustrating um, because I can't go and run the operations, and it's hard to run operations from afar. There's a lot to say about going in and shaking people's hands and telling people you appreciate them and. And uh, it's just hard to do over over the computer. So it's a little bit of a helpless feeling. Uh, and I don't like to see not only me struggle, you know, if, if you know, I'll rebound. Um, I'll focus on what I know. Um, but, I, you know, there's some things out of my control right now that um, that are frustrating. So I would say, David, the, the businesses that I do have, I have a bunch that are doing very well. But what keeps me up at night are the ones that aren't performing. Also, I worry about people. Um, if someone's not performing to their best of their ability, it bothers me and I worry about people. And sometimes I worry about people on our team more than they worry about themselves. And that, that's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating when you care more about them and their family than they seem to care about themselves. So I would say those are challenges. And look, man, we all got challenges. Don't, don't anybody on this app sit and compare your real life to someone's social media life. You know, not many people will be vulnerable enough to tell you the struggles that they have. There's days that I don't want to get out of bed. There's days I don't want to do what I need to do. Like I don't, you know, there's decisions that need to be made that quite frankly, I don't want to make them, uh, but I know I have to, I have to for the, what's in the best interest of all the team. And I have to be a leader. And I'll also leave you with this, David, in turbulent times, that's when the real leaders stand up. Anybody can lead when things are going well. So today I've got to have some phone calls with people from, you know, states away and pour into them and tell them I believe in them and say, you know, I know that we're struggling right now and uh, I've got to be the calm. I've got to be the person to say, I believe, and I got to be the person that, that, that picks them up. Also as a leader, I got to be the person that kicks them right square in the pants too. Not, not, not physically, but I've got to tell them, Hey, you're better than this. You're capable of so much more. I see it in you. I had that, you know, I had that conversation with my son this morning. I said, son, you got a football game tonight. You're either going to be the hammer or you're going to be the nail. And you know what? You know, you know exactly what dad's talking about, right, son? You got to play fast. You got to play physical. When you're not in the game, you got to stand near the coach that could put you in. You got to pay attention. You got to be front and center. Because sometimes a coach will look over and say, hey, someone's hurt or something's going on. I got to put someone in. And sometimes as a coach, I coach, you just look down and put in the person right beside of you because you got to hurry up and make a decision. So I said, you stand beside that special teams coach. You stand beside that defensive coach. You get water. If someone's hurt, you help them off the field. You be a good teammate. And when it's your time to get on that field, son, you be the hammer. Don't dare be the nail. David, what'd you think, man? Listen, man, Scott, Scott, Scott Simons is the man, you know, and just, you can, just the fact that he would share that and go deep and be authentic. And, you know, so it's just awesome. That That's, I would expect nothing less. And, you know, he knows what to do. He's going to go take action on what he needs to do and get shit straightened out. So awesome. 
Thank you. Scott, it's funny you said that. Thank you, David Hill. It's funny you said that, Scott, about being uh, proximity and close. Of course, uh, uh, Glenn Lenny talks about the book, The Like Switch. But, Scott, yesterday I was at the Zero event in New Orleans, and uh, Ben Nemton, uh, who definitely someone I want to have on this platform here, Ben Nemton, he's known as helping people reach their goals, Scott. And he was speaking on stage. Now, I knew where all the speakers went. They go stage right. Before he finished, I was up where he would be off, and I got a selfie with him. That's a silly small example, Scott, but what you told your son is possibly one-third of the small success I have, Scott, is seeing where people will be and being there. How did I get my interview with Hillary Clinton? Politics aside, I found the person who controlled her schedule. I didn't go to Hillary. I went to Hillary's assistant. Same thing I've done in much of my life, Scott. It's kind of seeing where the puck is at, making myself available, and it's not – and people say it's luck's happening, Scott, but it's not luck. I'm making my own luck. Talk about that, Scott, before we open to our next questions. But that's what you told your son, and I so identify with it. And David Hill, good to see you, and thanks for being here. But, Scott, what do you think about that aspect of just knowing where things are happening, being, being visible, being, being there? Because leaders, they don't have time to search and find. When they need somebody, they're going to grab you. And if you're right there, you will get your three seconds in the spotlight. Does that make sense, Scott? Absolutely. No, it's, 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 it's being, you're cognizant of your surroundings and you're taking action and you're putting yourself in a position to win. So the first scrimmage, my son is a tweener uh, in in betweener. So he's two, he's, he's in 10th grade. He's really too good to play JV. And then he's, and then he's um, not really good enough to start varsity. So the coach said, Hey, Scott, what do you want your son to do? He could play 48 quarters this year. He's second team linebacker on varsity. He is a starting defensive end if he would play JV. Well, I want him dressed for both. Like, I want him to play both. I want him to know what it feels like to sit on that sidelines and watch other people play. And I hope he's sitting over there saying, what do I need to do to put myself in a position in order to get there? I said, but I also want him not to just stand on the sidelines. I want him to play. So before he went and played the JV game Wednesday, I said, son, you got to dominate. You, you, you will be one of the better players on the field. You got to play with speed. You got to play with tenacious. You've got to impress your coaches on varsity. You've got to play. At the end of the game, my son had an average performance. He needed to have an excellent performance. I had to have that conversation with him. Son, you did okay. I'm proud of you, but you're better than that. You're better than that. You missed an open field tackle. You should have dominated that game. You did not dominate. You were the nail today. So then I watched the first preseason game, and I've coached him since he was five. And, and I know what coaches do sometimes. I mean, I, I, I know. I have, I have insight. So then the first preseason game, he stood on the back of the line. He wasn't near his coach. No, Dawson, you stand beside that coach. If you give the kids water, the other your teammates, you help them off the field if they're hurt. You stand not on top of your coach, but right near the coach on the front line with your mouthpiece in, your helmet buckled, and don't BS around with any of the other kids on the sidelines. You be prepared to go in that game. Now, what he's going to learn now is, is going to convey to the rest of his life. And those are the conversations we got to have to make him the best person. I sent him a message. I sent him a message this morning. I, I talked to him before he left. I sent him a video on the way to work saying, I'm proud of you, but this is what you need to do. And you get an opportunity in that game. You play physical, you play fast and have fun. And so that's what I pour into my son and my daughter. That's what I pour into my team at work. But no, what you brought up about proximity is he's going to create his opportunity to get in that game. 
he's going to have an advantage on those other players just by being in proximity to that coach. He'll get in tonight. There's no doubt about it. He'll get in that game, and I bet he'll get in a play or two because he's standing near the coach. Now, what he does when he gets in is up to him. That's up to that's up to my son. And also, my son is not allowed, or my daughter was not allowed, to quit a sport in the season. I pushed him to play as many sports as possible. My son wrestles, he boxes, and he plays football. And there's one day he did all three in the same day. The, how hard I'm pushing him to make straight A's and my daughter is going to pay major dividends in their life. I don't believe in participation trophies. There is a winner. There is a loser. Wednesday night, his team won. We're thankful. But my son lost. He did not perform because he was average. And average is not going to cut it in this world. My son is not average. I see more in him than he sees in himself. But, uh, yeah, putting yourself in those positions, Ramon, you're a master at it. You, you serve. You serve people. You create your opportunities. And uh, I'm really excited what the future holds with you and I, brother. We're going we're to run. We're going to run hard. I'm looking forward to it, man. Iron sharpens iron, and you are so true. One other thing I'll add on that, and then if anybody else has a question, feel free to unmute in one second. But, Scott, the other thing is that you hear what's going on, Scott. I love how you said, don't be on top of your coach, but beside him. He's also hearing it again. I, 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 you know what? I do want to make this a love fest. We'll keep going on this for one or two minutes, Scott. But he's also hearing insights. Like you said, other kids, quote unquote, playing around, their mindset's not there. Dawson, he's hearing the coach. He's hearing coaches talk to other coaches. So he's also getting insight. Even when you don't do anything, Scott, just listening and being around people and listening to how people perform is a beautiful thing. So, Hey, Ramon, I've got one of the best coaches in the country. Coach Isaac, I know you're busy. I know you got football season coming up. Coach Isaac, can you weigh in on this? Do you have just a minute to weigh in on this? I'd love to hear your voice and uh, one of the best coaches in the country. What what do you say, Coach? What do you you feel about what we're sharing? You're probably ready to run through a wall, aren't you? Yeah, man, you're getting me fired up over here, honestly. But, um, no, I love what you you said to your son because those things are true. You know, one of the most uh, annoying things for a coach is to call on a player when they're not ready. You know, and those things that you told your son, you were, you basically taught him how to separate himself from the rest of the pack, right? He's still a team, but the team is made up of individual performances, right? So if you're not ready when you're called on, now you're frazzled, you run in the game, and your mind is in 10 different places when it should have been already locked in, you know? And that's, uh, I mean, it's a correlation to life. You know, you got to stay locked in. Things happen, but... You always need to be ready for for what you could be called on. Well, I tell you, I love seeing you. Um, I love seeing, uh, first of all, we love you being here in the United States. Uh, Secondly, we love you seeing, uh, I love you watching you just grow and and all the epic things that you're doing and all the things that have came your way, Coach, because you've worked really hard for it. And I cannot wait to come down and visit you down there. And I wish you nothing but the best this season. I know that program is uh, is on the rise. And I know with the, with the head coach there and people like you in his corner and the community and uh, the name of LSU, uh, I know you are going to be right back up at the top where LSU has been, you know, for so long. And I wish you nothing but uh, the very best. And uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. Look forward to seeing you soon, man. It, it'll be a great time. Hey, Coach Isaac, I do have a follow-up question, if you don't mind, Coach Isaac, uh, if you don't mind, and Scott, drive into this. I'm not an athlete, per se, but I am athletic, you know, playing street ball, and I like to be fit. But, Coach Isaac, what do you call that when, and I've just seen it in basketball games, when the, the, the Kobe or, you know, LeBron, whoever it may be, their head's looking to the right, 
they're going a direction and they throw the ball to the left and the other dude or gal catches the ball, what is that mindset called, that preparedness? Can you just spend two minutes, if you get what I'm saying, and Scott added on this too, like, what do you call that aspect? To me, not being an athlete, you know, professional athlete, I'm impressed. Like, that means everybody on the field must be on point, assuming they're getting the ball. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about, Coach? Talk about that a bit, what that aspect is. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's like the no-look pass, right? You know. Yes, yes. Go ahead, talk about that, yeah. Or, and then uh, they're going left, looking left, making the opponent think they're going that way, and then they just throw the ball the other way. But that that doesn't happen if the guy on the receiving end of the ball isn't in sync. And, and that's what team chemistry is. You know, those things probably happen in practice over and over and over and over. But in the game, it's not planned that when that's going to happen. So you have to be, you have to be in sync. You have to be, again, you have to be locked in. You have to be locked into what's going on. You can't be in your own little world uh, on the basketball court or, you know, whatever arena you're in. It doesn't have to be an athletic arena. Wherever you are, you have to be locked in. You know, the, a weird thing, it's funny we talk about this because yesterday, um, right after we warmed up the team for practice, the head coach walks by me. He says, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I stay ready. Like, I'm always ready. And then he just kept walking. He didn't say nothing else. And then halfway through practice, he stops practice and he calls the team up and he tells me to go back to the end of the field and catch this punt. So we were about to do a drill that the players hate. It basically makes them exhausted. He said, if Coach Ike catches this punt, we won't do the drill if he, if he drops it. We'll do the drill. And I'm like, pressure. All, all the pressure's on me, right? So, you know, anyways, lo and behold, I caught the punt and all the players were, they were geeked up or whatever. But that's just a, a certain thing. You know, I had to be locked in. I could have dropped the punt and the players would have been mad at me because they would have had to do this exhausting drill. That's really hard. You know, in, in the back of my mind, I kind of wanted to drop it on purpose. So they had to do it. But, you know, it's just a little thing. It's just a small example to be locked in. Always be ready. You don't know exactly what it is you need to be ready for. But if your mind is always in the right place and in the present, I think you'll be good. No, I appreciate that, Coach. Listen, we have four minutes to go. Scott, I'd love to have you close us out for the last two minutes here. But I just wanted to say, everybody, this is Ramon Ray. It's an honor to be here in this BWC community founded by Glenn Lundy. Uh, I've learned so much about personal development. Being a better person, I'd like to think by God's grace, I've already been in a flow, in a certain flow. I probably wouldn't want to be in this room, you know. Uh, but I'd like to think that this room has also made me a better person. Uh, and I can see the friends and others who I see here just looking at Yin and Monica and Megan and Tina. I got to speak at her a few weeks ago. TM Hyman and Coach Isaac just spoke and Amelia and again everybody else as Glenn says all the time Scott those with little green beans that just means we're consistent hosts and have shows but we couldn't do this show we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Dr. Shannon and Health and Tarika Simmons and so many others who are in this room every single day Tracy's here Mighty Mel's here Dora Marie of course Christina Howard working for so many things for this room so it's been great to be here but Scott Simons why don't you leave us with something special brother summarize what you talked about today and if you don't mind scott we have this young lady scott that has a a in her name that's coming up next scott so leave us with something cool and then intro amelia and tenetti scott the mic is yours brother hey you know ramon first of all for the people that show up here i see you know this uh 
the support that we get, the messages in the back channel, the tags in, you know, social media posts are the reason why we continue. The, the spirit of this room and Glenn's vision is the reason why you, I, many others continue to show up here, you know, and give back. And trust me, uh, we're giving back to you, but it's also good for us too. You know, it's good for it's good for the soul when you could do something for someone expecting nothing and expecting nothing in return. And um, and I enjoy the Friday segments from eight to nine. And uh, like I said at the beginning, you're one of the best moderators on Clubhouse. The way you just flow a room is uh, and I just appreciate you showing up and serving me. Then when you see people like Coach Isaac pop in and then all these under other wonderful human beings that you've gotten to know through this app that's greatly enriched my life. It just, uh, I just look forward to Friday mornings at, at, at 8 a.m. You know, just to sum up what we talked about today, you know, we talked about just being a positive influence. Um, you know, I personally could have a lot of things going on, uh, but, it, you know, as a leader, uh, it's my responsibility to, to show up. It's my, it's my job responsibility to show up and do the best I possibly can for the team and the people that I lead. And in adversity, you know, we've got we've to lead like never before. Everybody's watching what we do what we say. And it's my responsibility to be the best version of me possible, often failing, in order to get the best out of everybody that's around me. I mean, we've got people that are working out. We've got people that are uh, making lifestyle changes. We've got people that are, you know, being more present with their family. We've got people that are achieving things that they never thought possible. We've got a company that's growing uh, sure. Do we have our struggles? Yeah, I told you. I, you know, there's days I, I, you know, I can't even hardly get out of bed. Uh, but I get up, I put my feet on the floor, and I go attack the day because I know there's people that are dependent on me, and those people that depend on me is what pushes me to get up and to fight through and to become the best version of me possible. But uh, I just appreciate everybody showing up here. I appreciate all the messages in the back channel, Ramon. I, I, I thank you so very much. Uh, for running with me in these Friday segments. And um, and I just really believe in what BDC, BWC is all about and all these superhumans that are here every single day. But, hey, I hope everybody has a great close to the month for us that are coming up on month end. I know that we're here for the long haul. We're here for not only the end of this month, but we're here uh, for the rest of this year. I cannot believe this year is almost over. Time is flying. Take action. Take action. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So there's a lot of great things shared in this room, shared on this app. How you can pay it forward to us is to take action today. As soon as you get off here, after you listen to Amelia, multitask, whatever you need to do, but take action. Um, but it's a real honor to be on here today. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.